Now, do you know the most expensive pizza in the world? Um, any idea how much it costs? Three grand? At, um, at, Mays, at the Mays restaurant in London, Gordon Ramsay has a pizza that's worth 250 bucks. That's a, that's a pretty steep pizza, but that has nothing on the uh, Nino Bellissima New York City pizza, which is worth $1,000 for a pizza. Who would be willing to part with a thousand bucks for for an eight slice pizza pizza? Alex is not sure. If you keep on going, there's uh, here's here's one of the most expensive ones. I'm going to go the two the two most expensive ones. The second most expensive one is Favita's Family Pizzeria, Henrietta, New York, near uh, Rochester. It's worth eight thousand two hundred dollars. The pizza is known as the pizza for lovers. Seriously, 8200 for a pizza? It better be sprinkled with diamonds. Wait a minute. It is sprinkled with diamonds. The pizza doesn't cost so much because of its ingredients. It costs so much because it comes with a diamond ring and a bottle of Dom Perignon. The price fluctuates depending on the size of the diamond. So, gentlemen, if you have a pizza-loving girl out there, maybe this is the perfect way to pop the question. Uh, But the most expensive one is worth $12,000. $12,000. The price tag on this one is straight-out ridiculous. What makes this pizza so expensive is that it takes 72 hours to make the dough. It's given ample time to rest before it is made into the most expensive pizza the world has ever known. It is topped with buffalo mozzarella, three types of caviar, lobster from Norway and uh, Salento, and it is lightly dusted with hand-picked grains of pink Australian sea salt from the Murray River. (laughs) The cost includes service, and the pizza can only be made in your home. They, They get three Italian chefs to come and make it at your house. Um... Hopefully they don't actually stay there for the whole 72 hours because I don't know how that would work. Like You have to like put them up in your spare room or something. I, I, I don't know. But the incredible thing is the cost of that most expensive pizza, oh, I suppose they've got the service added to it, but a lot of these super exorbitant, ridiculous priced pizzas, it's because of what is used on top that actually makes it so expensive. So a lot of the ones that are ridiculously expensive, they've got all these different caviars that cost so much. Lobster. Uh, they, they marinate it in like cognac and, and that's worth like $3,000 and just ridiculous, ludicrous things like that. But one thing that all these pizzas have in common is they all have a base still. And I can tell you this, that if you cook a pizza without the base, even with the most expensive, amazing ingredients in the world, you're still just going to end up with a mess. An expensive mess, but a mess nonetheless. In the book of Corinthians, we read a passage of scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says this, verse 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw in the pizza edition, caviar, lobster, or double bacon cheeseburger. 
and fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up and the builder will suffer a great loss, and the builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through the walls of flames. In Matthew chapter 7, we read a story where Jesus finishing his sermon on the mount, the greatest sermon that's ever been preached. He finishes his message after teaching on all these different principles, all these different things on judgment, on, 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 the, on the golden rule, on finance, on anger, on fasting, on prayer, on the Beatitudes. He says this, he says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, though the rain comes in. Torrents and floods, floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house. It won't collapse because it was built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is a fool. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the, when the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed with his teachings, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. And I want to ask you this evening, in the short time that I have here tonight, what base are you building on? What base are you building on? As I said, you can, you can make the most expensive pizza in the world with the most expensive things in the world, but without the base, it just becomes an expensive mess. And looking around the room, I know a lot of people here in this room have laid their life on the foundation of Christ. They've, they've made that decision to make Jesus Christ their Lord. But the problem is we're living sacrifices. And just because we've made a once-off decision to say, Jesus Christ is my Lord, doesn't necessarily mean that we have obedience in every single area of our life where he's taught into. And my encouragement here tonight is this. In those different areas of our lives... Are we building them on the foundation of Christ and his teaching and principles? Or are we building them not on that foundation? And if you know in your heart that you are building some of those things, maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's the way you manage money. Maybe it's the way you speak about people. If it's not being built on the right foundation when the fire comes, which it will. Is it going to be an expensive mess or is it going to survive the test? Is it going to be an expensive mess or will it survive the test? And trust me, if we, if we, if we build it in the right way, there's actually a reward that comes with it. And the reward's better than just being on some random Google top five pizzas that have ever been made. It's actually receiving recognition from the king of kings the lord of lords face to face well done good and faithful servant here is your crown far out let me encourage you if you know in your heart currently in in, in your relationships you're not practicing and putting in patterns and principles of purity let me encourage you this this moment may it be a challenge to you Get that area of your life in order. Build it on Christ's teaching. Maybe it's, maybe it's to do with money. You know, you, you hear, you hear young, a young fellow like Melvin sharing about money. And um, 
you hear him speak, but instead of hearing his words, you just, in your heart, you're hearing your heart and you're like, I don't want to let go of my money. I don't want to tithe. I don't want to, I don't want to put in an offering. You know, honestly, if that, if that voice on the inside, a, a voice of a tight fist is, is, is speaking louder than the encouragement from a pure-hearted, amazing young guy like Melvin, then I'd say maybe the foundation you're building on isn't right at the moment. And if you live, the, what's it say in the book of Proverbs? The world of the stingy becomes smaller and the smaller, but the world of the generous comes larger and larger. I'm not saying telling you to give what you don't have or, 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 or give without wisdom, but what I'm saying is if you are controlled by money, that's a bad place to build your foundation of finances on. It's a lot better foundation to build it on Christ's teaching. What's your base? As the prophet Megan Trailer said, it's all about the base. About the base. No topping. Uh, you know, actually, she didn't say that. I just made that up. Uh, she didn't say it was all about the base, though. But that's really my encouragement here today. And we're about to eat pizza in a few minutes. But um, I, I, just before I finish up, um, I just really wanted just to challenge you here tonight, just to, just to put it out there. If there's an area of your life that you realize and recognize is not being built on Christ's teaching. Don't just leave this place without dealing with it. Make a decision here tonight to go that tonight is the night where I am going to put that area of my life, that way of living, that habit that I'm currently um, allowing to run, run and govern the way that I decide and do things into submission, into alignment with Christ's teaching and even if it requires me to come and talk to people i I love in the book of james says faith without deeds is dead if we don't actually put action to that faith you know you can say oh i'm believing for this but unless you actually step out and do something then it's going to die but there is no vision it will perish so what it requires is this sometimes those things that need realignment actually require us to go to someone that can help us realign. That's why I love having um, Pastor Dave, like I catch up with him every single week to just talk about life, talk about my heart, talk about how I'm doing and and things like that because it helps us bring biblical um, discipleship into my life so that when things are skew if we can fix it. And I encourage you, maybe for someone here today, it's going to be that decision to actually bring something into alignment and, and, and confess and talk to someone about it. I love the book of James later on in chapter 5. It says, it talks about how um, uh, laying hands on the sick and they will recover. But then talks about confessing our sins to one another and we will be healed. And I said it a few weeks ago, you know, forgiveness comes this way, but often healing can come this way. That healing from addiction, that healing from um, brokenness, that healing from um, a, a, a pattern or a principle that you're, sorry, a pattern that you're living out, a habitual sin, and you need that support, that structure, that accountability. It actually comes this way a lot of the time. It's not, you know, you're forgiven this way, but the healing comes through coming into community and allowing people to love you and walk with you on the journey. Does it mean it always fixes instantly? Often not. But is it the better way to do it? Yes, because it's this teaching, Christ's teaching, His patterns, rather than this one. 
So my encouragement here tonight is this. What are you building your life on? What is your base? And anyone who is in Christ, your eternal salvation is on that base. It's not on what you've done. It's not on what you're doing. It's not on what you're going to do. It is purely on what He has done. The finished work of the cross. The finished work of the cross. I want to encourage you for those um, that haven't made that decision here yet. If you haven't made that decision here in, in a few minutes' time, I would love to lead you in a prayer to make that decision, to ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life, trusting Him and placing your whole life upon that foundation, upon that base. But then my second challenge is this. If, if, if you've made that decision before, but you recognize in areas of your life, in those different areas, whether it's finance, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in the way you speak about people, you find yourself gossiping all the time. That's not the teaching that Christ taught. How about instead of remaining in this place, choosing to actually bring it over to this place, to repent, to submit it to God and ask God to one, forgive you, but then come into a place of accountability so that collectively we can walk out the journey and find the healing that God has for you as we trust Him, as we trust His teaching, as we build on His base. I just want to invite the worship team to come back up. Like I said before, is it it's going to be an expensive mess or is it going to survive the test? feel like that's a challenge for someone here you know you can continue going in a different direction but if you continue going that way it might just end up as a a lot more pain and heartache than if you just chose to nip it in the bud (laughs) right here right now it's like I think the the greatest example of of it turning into a giant expensive mess that we read in the bible is is probably right near the start of it we read about how all these guys got together and they're like you know what in the book of Genesis chapter 10, I think we should build a tower. And it's it's going to be about us. We're going to build this thing so the whole world knows about how awesome we are. And in the book of Genesis, as we read it, they call it the Tower of Babel. And it was extravagant. It was incredible what they were building. But the problem was... They weren't building it for God's glory. They were building it for their own glory. And because they chose to build for their own glory, it just ended up becoming an expensive mess. Where everyone, where God came down and and mixed up the languages and did all this stuff and it it all just came crumbling down. What they were building for wasn't sustainable because it wasn't done for God's glory it was done for man's glory and I want to encourage you don't build a sandcastle build for the kingdom sandcastles get washed away don't become a sandcastle king 
You are called to be a co-heir with Christ, to rule and reign with Him. So build for the kingdom. Don't build for the sandcastles. The temporary, I'm just going to try to make it all work and fix it up and cover it in seaweed and it will all be, no, no. Build for the kingdom. Build for the kingdom. You are here to rule and reign with Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So God, I just thank you so much for every single person here tonight, God. And I ask Jesus, for those people that have heard this message and in their heart they've responded and gone, you know what, that area of my life, that way that I deal with that thing, tonight I bring it to the foot of the cross. Jesus, forgive me. And from this day forward, help me to put in place the practices, the principles, the teachings of Christ, knowing that that foundation is a sure foundation. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you, King Jesus. And with every eye closed and with every head bowed, I want to give you the opportunity. I don't know where you're at with God, whether you know Him as your personal Lord and Saviour, or you just know about him because you've attended church services or grown up going to children's church. But what I do know is this, that it says in the Bible that anyone who believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. But in 2 Corinthians, it says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And I want to give you the opportunity to lay your life on the foundation of Christ. It is the only way to be made right with our Father in heaven. There is no other way for us to be made right with God except through Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I would love to lead you in a prayer to ask Him to be your Lord and Savior, to forgive you of your sin, your mistakes, your stuff-ups, and to trust Him with your life from this day forward. So with every eye closed, with every head bowed, if you need to make that decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I just want you to lift up your hand right where you are. Just lift up your hand right where you are. So I know who I'm praying for. Yep, I see that hand right there. That's fantastic. Is there anyone else that needs to make that decision here tonight? You might know about God. Fantastic. I see that hand. You might know about God, but in your heart, you're like, I don't know if I truly know him. Jesus doesn't want to just be known about. He wants to be known heart to heart, soul to soul. Yep, I see that hand over there. Fantastic. All right, we're going to pray a prayer together. There's a whole bunch of people that have given me a wave here tonight, asking me to lead you in a prayer to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. And honestly, I believe if you pray this prayer sincerely, authentically from your heart, It's the beginning of a new relationship with Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. Your sins are forgiven. From this day forward, you are a new creation in Christ. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me so much that you died for me. Tonight, I give my whole life to you. My triumphs and my stuff-ups, I place them before you. Forgive me of my sin. And help me from this day forward, live as a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. I receive you 
as my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, I live for your glory. The old is gone. The new has come. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give God um, a shout of praise and thank Him for what He's doing in people's hearts and people's lives here tonight. Now, we're going to wrap up this service in just a moment. And I know it's not a song that you guys had planned at all. So I'm just giving you a heads up. I think you did it in, on Encounter Night on Tuesday night and last Sunday as well. But it was a night, it was a song, and I probably should have said it before, I apologize. But, but we sang, I will build my life upon a rock. He is a sure foundation. Um, I will build my life upon a rock. He is my sure foundation. So, I don't know what key that is. But I just feel I just feel compelled just to let's just sing that out for a couple of minutes. And if you know in your heart there's an area of your life that you need to build on the rock, the sure foundation of Christ Jesus, but you would like someone just to stand with you and pray with you. Let me encourage you. I'll just, I, I'm just going to stand here and I'd just love to pray with you. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be the most drastic thing. You've got a addiction to cocaine. You're, you're cheating on your wife and you want to get that in alignment. It could be the smallest thing. The way you speak to your sibling, you know it's not right and you just need to address that. You know, um, whatever it is, let me encourage you. I'd just love to stand with you and pray with you.
right here tonight. We bring those things to you and we allow them, lay them on the foundation of Christ, the teachings of Christ, our sure foundation. Thank you, King Jesus. We give you glory and praise. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, it's been wonderful having you here tonight. Let me encourage you to connect along to a connect group during the week. Um, Get to know a few people before you head off.